0: Hi, good evening, guys. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. Uh, we're here in Sugarland, Texas, uh, at Sugarland Baptist Church, just outside of Houston, Texas. Uh, we're an all men's group here. Uh, we discuss our current lesson that uh, we're going through in our Sunday school class. Uh, right now, we're going through a book uh, called Connect 360. And uh, the basic premise for the book is called, uh, Called to Serve. And uh, we're on the last lesson here uh, for this uh, book. And uh, so we're at the Attitude of Service. Um, should be a great discussion. Uh, we have a couple of guys here tonight. We're a little light. Um, we've got our, uh, our normal guy, Steve Titch, is still out uh, recovering at home from a, a fall that he had. Um, but he's doing all right and he's, he's back at home recuperating. Um, and then our uh, director Bill Cox is out again tonight or I say again, it's probably his first or second one yeah, total to sure ever miss. Not,
1: not counting vacation, yeah. All right, maybe <laughs> three. Fun. Yeah he's missing three, uh,
0: three out of 29 or so. Uh, he had a, a prior work commitment. So uh, I'm Kyle Trehan. Uh, I am a uh, general sales guy working in the Medi- Medicare world. And uh, we have Robert Koshu here, Uh, he is a trainer with AIG, a corporate trainer there. We also have Michael Cropper, um, the crime stopper apparently. Uh, He is a
2: uh, (laughs) prosecutor
0: (laughs) from the city of Houston here. So we do bring a lot of different backgrounds and... uh, and thought processes to this panel, so we have a pretty good stuff. Uh, Robert, why don't you go ahead and say hi and give yeah. your thoughts on this week's lesson of Attitude of Service. Yeah.
1: Um, hi, everybody. Robert Koshu back again. Glad to be here. This is <coughs> our last lesson in Call to Serve, and it really comes down to... At the end of the day, when we're looking at Christian service, the attitude of service, which is what this lesson is going to be about.
2: Yeah.
1: And got a couple of interesting thoughts, kind of looking forward to it. This is going to be really fun. Michael? I'm Michael Cropper.
2: Um, Kyle uh, Trahan has introduced us. And uh, of course, we, we missed Mr., Mr. Colorful Bill Cox doing the opening, but Kyle did a great job. We're pleased with it. Kyle, thank you. Uh, the whole book that we've been studying, as Kyle mentioned, is all about service. Uh, folks, and you're quite familiar with service everywhere you go. Whether you have your car worked on, whether you go to a restaurant and you're served by a waiter or waitress, and and whether or not you give a tip, you you find that tip depending on the the character and the attitude, like Robert said, of how they treat you at the restaurant. And I that reminds me, I was just at the restaurant with uh, uh, someone over the weekend, and. The waitress at that restaurant was very, very slow. Well, I I like to show my appreciation of people who who wait and do well uh, on me at uh, a restaurant when I'm eating, and this person was just exceptionally slow, not once, not twice, but maybe 10 out of 13 times, so I need to say my tip was not that great, but this whole time of service that we're talking about is serving the Lord. And representing him when we're out and with other people, and in practically everything we do. And it even affects your family. I think Bill had made that point uh, back a couple couple of podcasts back that how you treat <coughs> your children, your wife, it starts with them uh, oh so much that today's lesson has to do, and we look at Christ himself as being the perfect example for humility and how we treat others. So I'm looking forward to it, too, Robert.
0: Wow, well said. Uh, uh, Robert, why don't you go ahead yeah. and pray us in and then read the scripture right. for us.
1: All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to come together and discuss service and discuss what it means to serve with the proper attitude. Mm, yes. Be with our missing members. Father, we give you praise for Steve's recovery. Yes. We're glad he's safe, and we pray you continue to heal him and make him better. We ask these things in your son's Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each one of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the
0: glory of God the Father. Feels like an amen should be there. Yeah, well,
1: okay, it's funny you mention that. That very last part, that your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, and then I read the rest of it. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. actually, from best our best assessment, an actual hymn in the early church. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure it rhymes. It does not rhyme in this. I'm sure in Greek it rhymed, <laughs> or in Aramaic mm-hmm. at a bare yeah, minimum. Aramaic or Hebrew but, or... but it does not rhyme in our language. But yeah, it actually, it actually <clears throat> was a hymn in the church, and so I thought it was kind of interesting that Paul chose that to actually put it in there. It's one of the earliest examples we have as a hymn
0: in mm. our church. So, uh, One of my favorite lines in that whole thing is, you know, uh, verse 5, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's so hard to do. You know, sometimes yeah. we talked about it on Sunday. You know, you, you have a task and, and, you know, and well, grumble, okay. grumble, well, moan, moan, right, right, and you do right. it, but it's not with the attitude of Christ. And that's what is so hard and to remember.
1: Especially for us as men. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll take Absolutely. that because we are, Western men in particular, in our capitalistic society, and, mm-hmm. throw, and, and I'll throw Mike's from Houston, I'm from Houston, so we're both from Texas, Kyle, you're from
0: Louisiana. Hey, I was born in the heights.
1: Okay, but us, but but us, but Southern men or Texan men in particular, we're very task oriented. Yes, yeah. no, I. Mean, yes, I yeah. mean more so than a lot of others. Even you know, we are incredibly task oriented. Don't yes. get in our way. Don't mess with us. Mm-hmm. I have ABCD to China do. China
0: shop kind mm-hmm. of mentality oh, at the time. Very much so. Just yeah. don't get in my way. I'll knock you over.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I think that. When you get down to talking about the attitude of Christ, that's really what it comes to, from. It comes down to is how do we do that as we move forward with
2: it. One of the scriptures you read is, which is, for me, were you mm-hmm. through, did I interrupt you? No, no, no. Okay, good. Okay, number three. Verse three says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Uh, first of all, what, what? how do we define selfish ambition? Uh, just throwing that out, and then vain conceit too. I mean, the author has a has a point on it here, but I'm just curious. Do you, that strike you guys
0: anything that uh,
2: that comes to mind when you think of vain? Well, selfish. but I mean,
0: when you're serving people, you're not supposed to be thinking of what am I going to come away with from this right. experience? What benefit? Uh-huh. What benefit? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. a great word. You know, okay. um, you know, other than I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel better about right. myself from doing this. Other than that.
2: So automatically we, we go to material things <clears throat> or something that benefits us first versus the other person. right? right? Yeah. Well,
1: and, and when you look at leadership from a... Sacri- and there, there, John Maxwell in his book Laws of Leadership talks about the law of sacrifice. And he mm-hmm. talks about leaders. And most people think of when I become a leader, I get all these rights. I don't have to work as much. I get mm-hmm. to say, Mike, mm-hmm. I need you to do this, Kyle, I need you to do that, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. sit back. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have any rights, and I actually have fewer responsibilities because all I do is delegate. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't really work. I delegate my stuff out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And John Maxwell says it's the actually the opposite. You gain all the responsibility, and you lose all the rights. And I think that kind of hints at the selfish ambition is there are leaders who they will move forward and do whatever because their whole goal is to get power and do kingdom building for their part of the company. You know, you Mm -hmm. all report to me, all, I control it all kind of thing (laughs) versus the guys who are in it. And maybe sometimes you do go in a china shop, but are you doing it because this is what needs to be done for the good of the company? And I think every time you need to get to the point where you have to go, In training world and talent development, we call it Go Red. Red is a very direct approach. If you go red, my response always is when people say, should you ever go red? Yes, absolutely you should. Mm -hmm. But before you go red, in particular if you're a Christian, you take a stop back and you go, okay, am I doing this because this needs to be done for the company, for the right reasons mm-hmm. and, am, and am I not looking to gain something out of it mm-hmm. in other words if I gain something out of it from, at a work perspective in particular it has to be simply almost anecdotal that I'm going to get something just because mm-hmm. but if I'm going red because I need me to improve I need this to happen, I need that to happen that's the wrong reason and I think that's where selfish ambition comes in right. I, don't think amb- I don't think ambition, and we'll talk about this <coughs> a little bit I don't think ambition's bad
0: no, no. In not.
1: fact, you have to have ambition. Don't yeah. you? if you don't, you're stagnant. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always, you know, my my kind of joke about myself, and we, I've kind of joked at work about this with people, and they're like, you know, because they'll come up and they're like, oh, you're so good at this, and you know how to do that, and I said, the only thing I know is I'm smart enough to know how stupid I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, I'm uh-huh. smart enough to realize where my limits are, <clears throat> what my boundaries are, and when I get against them. Okay, I, I don't keep plying forward. Stop for a minute. Uh, let me go read something. Let me go study a little bit. Let me figure out. That's the ambition you're talking about.
0: Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I just have to say I admire when guys are able to even admit they don't know everything. You know, that, that's something that we as guys sometimes have trouble with that. I do not. I'm, I'm like you. Yeah. I, I am smart enough to know I am not the smartest guy in any room. Yes, I'm smart. I know that. I've been tested. I You're did right. good. I, it, was, it had to be a fluke. I'm telling you. But you know, I do not have a problem telling anyone. Oh yeah. I don't know. Let me go find that for you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm that guy. I am going to go diligently yeah. look <laughs> and research and do my back my my homework. Mm-hmm. But uh, just like I said, I, I just want to commend you on saying that because yeah. well, that Bill, is a no, big part of hit, being uh-huh. a guy too. We hit it a yeah, couple of that. weeks
1: ago. Bill mm-hmm. jokes I'm a world-class trainer, and I am, I am actually a certified trainer. I hold, I hold currently the highest training certification in my field. But I had to go eat a little crow a couple of weeks ago. We had a major project, and I overestimated something in that project that our people were doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to one of our PPs and I said, I am so sorry. She goes, why? I'm like, because I failed training 101. And she goes, what'd you do? I said, I overestimated the way this was working in our company and I didn't analyze the current situation and that's number one you're supposed to do. And she goes, seriously, you do not need to throw yourself under the bus for this. I said, yeah, I do. I missed it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm mad at myself, right? Yes. And that's really really what it boils down to. You know, people, I mean, God, Robert gets an attitude if you find something wrong with this training. And somebody laughs and they say, he's not mad because you found it. He's mad because it got in there on him.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat>
1: absolutely.
2: Sometimes yeah. we're harder on ourselves than anybody else. Oh God, or, or
0: definitely. Deaf. I, I did a really dumb mistake the other day, uh, or a, a week or two ago. I went to a client's house and uh, they were kind of cluttered in their home. I left my laptop sitting at his home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We couldn't get Wi-Fi. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's an hour and forty-five minute drive from Houston oh, to boy. his home wow. so after I <laughs> and you didn't discover this, you missed it till when oh until I got back to Houston Old and started pulling my Lord. bag Old out for Lord. my next thing fortunately my next thing did not need it but immediately yeah. after I had to turn right back down head head down south for another three right. hour excursion basically round trip
1: there hour 45 back
0: and uh you know just be. I come in the ma- in the house and I'm. I i did not say much, but you know, Sarah said something to me, and I grumbled and moaned. And she goes, "Where are you mad I said, Yes, I'm stinking mad at myself. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, because Absolutely. I screwed something up that was so easily avoidable. And it, it it was a beautiful drive, by the way. I love driving in the country. That's yeah. beside the point. But yeah. it was just yeah. such a stupid mistake, and that goes. For something as little as what that is, is simply just leaving something behind
2: yeah, versus
0: yeah. something that is drastic so, missing in our career that this is my job, yes. and
1: mm-hmm.
0: that holds so much more even.
1: Well, Mike, does, mm-hmm. that, does, does that maybe... So selfish ambition, I think we talked about, <laughs> yeah. was not making sure you don't go red for the wrong reasons to mail somebody over. I would agree. Yeah, is, yeah. is maybe the second part... The vain conceit, what we're talking about now, you think? You know, um, that you don't...
2: Oh, I think, I think so vain <clears throat> conceit... Let's we'll start with conceited. Conceited thinks you think you're special, mm-hmm. right? You think you're right better than the person next to you, more than likely. And vain would be means it's an empty conceit I'm
1: thinking right uh, the yes a vein yes. right. is empty that is that's a well, really
0: good point yeah yeah I, I see somebody over there going hey look at me I'm serving I'm serving yes. over here serving that's good, what it doesn't matter what they're serving they're over right. there that's the vain conceit that I see look at me. Because yeah. vanity, you're looking at yourself. Yeah. So you're, and you know, conceited. You think everybody else should love you as much as you love you.
1: Yeah. You know, the politician That's right. that the you're politician st- and I will oh. not name any names <laughs> or parties or anything. Else, but the politician that, and we've seen this on both sides, uh-huh. where they show up at the food line, the cameras are on, they're passing stuff out, the cameras turn off, they immediately stop and walk away. That's right. Perfect example. That, you know, where. That's exactly right. And in those cases, I think you're both selfish ambition and vain conceit at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Versus taking the time to really serve and do whatever with people and spend time with them. Well, for
0: those that have a camera on them, it's not even knowing the camera is there.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: do what you're doing and serve as you're there to serve regardless of what anybody else is going to do right. around you, Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: yeah, and then the verse 4 says that each of you look not at your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Now, it doesn't say completely ignore your own interests, but look at the interests of others. And I noticed that, and I, th- I thought at first, oh, I'm supposed to give up everything I have to humble myself to help others. But it doesn't say that. It just says keep things in perspective, Right. It keeps thing, keep yourself humble. Keep yourself sober. Uh, don't be so uppity or whatever, as we said, vain, that you overshadow the other people, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, you can be happy that you did something, but do it in a
1: modest way or an in, in humble way. Do you it know, in a modest way. I think do it in a modest way and an humble, humble way both. But also, I really do think it—it it, it comes back to what you guys said. It's—it's it's attitude, and—and and you talked about service. I think you're one, yeah, right. yeah, one of the things I—I I, I do customer service training. That's one of the big training things I work on, is customer service. And—and and I. Now we're talking about just—just just for the people who don't know exact right. may not know exactly what that means. Does that mean you train employees to answer the phone? Yeah, answer the how people, to answer the phone, and the technical part is. This is the balance of your account and those kinds of things. These, you know, but how do you say it? So for example, right. you know, one of my, my favorite stories I tell all my people, we talk about death claim calls. So okay. people will have to call my company and say, a client, my mom has passed, she had a policy with you. I need oh. to write the claim. And so we tell our, our employees you need to have empathy on the call. And tell them again, yeah. how do you do that? Well, you have to say the right words, and it may be, so sorry for your loss. It may be, you know, I understand this is a hard time for you. Anything along those ways, but you can't just say it's not just about the words. It's about the way you say it. And one of my favorite stories, I tell it every class, so I sit in the middle of our people that listen to our calls. We have people that listen to our calls, score them, and then coach them, try to raise their their customer service aptitude Mm -hmm. and so you know one of my favorite calls is i'm sitting there listening and this is the conversation went well john i i took off 10 points here because you didn't show any empathy on the call and the employee looks at the quality coach i did too i said that i was sorry for their loss and she goes okay let's play the call and this is exactly how it sounded you know, welcome to, may I have your, uh-huh. and my name is, and, and this lady was uh, almost on the verge of tears. Yes. yes. You know, I, I'm at the hospital and my my mom just passed away. Just passed away. And, and literally, our employee literally did, I'm so sorry for your loss, may I have your mom's. And tried to get her policy to rolled work. right into it, and I was like, Woo! <laughs> you know, and and I about come unglued at my desk just <laughs> listening to the call because I'm just like, I just kind of want to almost go over and slap the guy because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. sitting there arguing. Oh no, I showed empathy because I used the right. It's not about using the right words. That's word. right. <clears throat> it right. comes back to the service. piece, It comes back to what you said. It's it's yeah. all about the attitude yeah. mm-hmm. and the way you approach it, and your body language, your <laughs> voice, and and A- absolutely. I mean, even
2: if. Folks, you can, you can almost see a person's attitude on the phone,
1: right? Oh, gosh, no, yes. I mean, you, you, right? oh, you definitely if you're can't. smiling, you can <laughs> see a person smiling. <laughs> yeah. Our, our joke is uh, let them hear your smile. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. There's, there's actual physiological studies that show that the tone of your voice improves when you actually smile. Well, wow. on the phone. So, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: It, it, it is in the attitude. Um, you know, honestly, oh, yeah. I, I don't think of what you do for your job and what you're training your people for. And, you know, you just shed a new light because we just don't think of that in what your yeah. incoming call is about. I was on the call uh, with a lady the other day. I have an appointment with her on uh, Halloween on the mm-hmm. 31st. Okay. During our conversation, she said that she lost her daughter two years ago. On the 30th.
1: Right, okay.
0: You know, and I, of course, told her I was sorry for her loss, you know, however right. I said it. And, you know, we were in a whole other conversation. That's not what it was about. When we hung up the phone, I wrote a sympathy letter to her, and I'm going to bring it to her because you could tell in her voice. That she was still struggling with that yeah. loss two years later.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say and this is very
0: close to it, it's the <clears> yeah, I, I, I don't her. I don't even have kids. I have no earthly clue, and I wrote that in the letter. We don't have children. I have no idea what it is to lose a child that you have raised. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's in her sixties, it was probably well, two years ago. So the girl was probably in her thirties or forties. or forties, yeah. You know, so it's yeah. not just that. And, uh, but it was that attitude it was, you know, immediately I, I knew I needed to do that, you know, for her. Oh,
2: absolutely. Hope it
0: goes over well, you know, <laughs> that she takes it in the right light that it's meant. I, I'm, I'm sure she will. But, but. It, 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 and then it comes
1: down here. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort in his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. Mm -hmm. and it's really those are those kind of fall along with what we've talked about before as far as the fruit of the spirit yes and what we're going to be engaging and called to show other people and it really you know christ is our example so we really need to be encouragers Mm -hmm. and comforters Mm and showing fellowship to people and tenderness and compassion and you know we can all talk about that that's from a guy's perspective, that's one of the hardest things we have yes. to do. Yes,
2: and this is indicating we do it
1: more <laughs> no. than just,
2: I mean, we do it a lot more than we think we would as men, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, and, and I hear exactly well, what you're saying, but I have to make myself do it. I have to make myself yes. do that and comfort and and, well, and listen to people when they are hurting, like mm-hmm. you said, and and make myself do that. But I mean, of course, after you do a while, I'm sure you can do it, but... Me, as a, a as an attorney and uh, as a man
1: for the longest time, I, I had trouble being sympathetic. Well, and, and sometimes it's not just sympathetic. It's sometimes it's not trouble being sympathetic. I know in my relationship with my wife, my wife will come home with a problem from work. Yes. And my job is to sit and listen to that problem. Exactly. But I'm a guy. And all day long, it. people come up to me and... Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then my job is go fix that problem. Yeah. 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 And so, when my wife comes to me with a <laughs> problem, whatever it may be work, family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what you need to do. That's <laughs> right. kind immediate, of my reaction. I mean, <laughs> Before she's finished talking, yes. you already have the answer for her. And snap, yeah, because I worked it fix. out while right. she was talking. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: And that's so hard to turn off. Exactly. You know, it, it but is. It, right. it is the thing that as men in a relationship with a woman that we have to try and learn. And I know it's a Daily lesson oh, for yeah. most of that us. That would to
1: be hourly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> better, I own that. Better that's
0: stated, right. yes, that's, that's true. Right. That's right. Um, you know, I, I know I'm the same guy, and, you know, I, I, I do pretty good. You can ask my wife, mm-hmm. but I, I know so many times it, it just it rolls out of your mouth. You don't even realize you're doing it. Yes. it's up oh, there's the yeah. solution. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. wait, let me roll that back in because I didn't actually mean to say that. You didn't want me to say that oops yeah. you know yeah
1: but I think and I think that's something you know as guys we do have to remember is remember to show that compassion and that love because that, that is, as we said, Mike that oh, absolutely. And I think and you alluded to it, you know coming from your perspective, that is something that's really, really hard to do. Yes, as yes. a guy, especially you know, we're just, we're just wired not to be that way. No, that's it, that's
2: it exactly. And, and the illustration he uses, folks, if you stop and think, and you go back and look at it, you took Jesus Christ, who was before he was the Christ, he was one with God, mm-hmm. he was Majesty, he was the ultimate, with his Father being the head of the universe, and he gave all that and came down here. He gave up for the purpose of dying for our sins on the most horrible death and the most humiliating way he could have ever died. Uh, And when when we step into that, then we should maybe have just a little sense of reality, and that example is used for us in the method in which we were supposed to humble ourselves in the same way. I, I don't know that I could ever do that. I don't know that I could ever... Submit to the cross and die for a child or well, something it, like that. But it, the point is, is the the picture is so vivid right. that we're supposed to use as an illustration for us.
1: To well, be servants. and and it's funny, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who my favorite author, and we've talked about it many times in here. Mm-hmm. His most famous book is The Cost of Discipleship, and he literally right. says in there that when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Yeah, and we're literally called to die to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And they like even right. and put other people first. Mm-hmm. And for us a lot of times that does get really difficult. Yes. And that's really when you get down to it, that's really the attitude of service we have to have. Yes, it is. Is to get that down and work through it. So
0: Yeah, yeah you said something a second ago that you know, you don't know if you could die on the cross or humble yourself for that. And again, I said it earlier tonight, I don't have children. You telling me that any one of your kids, you're given that choice, you or them?
2: I, I think when the time it's a great question. There's two things we're looking at here: physical death with which we may or may not be afraid of, and then the dying to self in our spirit and our attitude, which yes. is what Robert brought up so good. I think coming back to that Kyle, which I brought up and I said I think if the time came and I had to die for one of my children, I think I could. I think the Holy Spirit now will come all over you. Don't you think that's where
0: Jesus was?
2: Exactly. You, you, God you looked at him and He said,
0: "You, or them."
2: Yes. Yeah. And so yes, I'll do it. Yeah. Yes, and then and then we come back to what Robert is straight, and and, and and that's our daily life. We actually die to living for ourselves in order to to humble ourselves to other people and and look at others higher regard to themselves.
1: And I think, do those two somewhat, we think, do they go hand in hand? Is that willing to lay down the physical life part, mm-hmm. does that go hand in hand at some point with this attitude of service? Yes. You know, I think, and I think that's something. Oh, no
2: question. Yeah, yes, yes. No question. Know. That's what. That's exactly what Paul is telling us to do, right? Mm-hmm. He's to lay to lay down our life daily. Um we, did I interrupt you? Did no, interrupt? No, no, okay. no, no. One thing, uh, one statement here, folks. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up before here long. Uh, the author of this book, and by the way, again, we're looking at uh, uh, the Baptist Way Press, Connect 360. I don't see the author's name on the... <laughs> uh
0: So oh, many authors. Four men,
2: Bob DeFore, Brian Harbour, Diane Swain, and Dennis Wilds. Uh, the author in this particular lesson says... Jesus did not relinquish the possession of deity, but he relinquished the expression of deity. And instead of expressing himself in the glory of his deity, Jesus chose to express himself in the humility of a servant, and in so doing, he illustrated the attitude of humility that Paul called on the Philippian Christians to do as well. And uh, we are called to do that, folks, and uh, that's why this last lesson regarded... And illustrated our our servanthood, or to be servants, using Christ as an example.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it did, and and I think that's why Paul put the what we know now is was a first century hymn mm-hmm. in there. That that's that correct. really, right. you know, we use music all the time has mm-hmm. emphasis points as something. You know, I love music. You know, one of the conversations. God and I get to have when I get to heaven is why do I love music but I have like zero I have less than zero musical talent I have none Mm -hmm. you know but music is a big part of all of our lives because it Mm -hmm. molds into us it's a part of us and I think that's one reason why Paul used this hymn Mm -hmm. because it was something that was known to everybody and it expressed what he was trying to talk about about having the right attitude Mm-hmm. And really expressed, you know, that Christ humbled Himself, and really, like you, like you said, He was exalted with God, came down and became human being mm-hmm. as a part of it.
0: Well, great discussion. Where are we at here, guys? It looks like we're right on time right for on a time. short, uh, short podcast tonight. I um, want to thank you for listening in. Um, again, this is the Man Up podcast. We're on what? You got sound, us on yeah, Twitter. We're on
1: Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at man-up. On Facebook at Man Up sure Land. and we are on SoundCloud and iTunes for our podcast.
0: So find us anywhere. You can always find it on our Facebook running around and shared a bunch of times. So Um, If you have any questions or comments, you can certainly shoot us something on our Facebook page, and we'll address it the next week. Um, Next week, we are moving into a new book. Um, It's uh, under the same thing, the Connect 360 book uh, guidelines, and it's going viral, the birth in advance of the church, and it looks like it's pretty much through Acts, so... Um, should be some pretty good stuff. This
1: will be good discussion. Yeah, the, the beginning <laughs> you know, I, of the, I the church. I used to think we could yes. we could find something boring and we couldn't talk much about it until we got the Genesis that blew that theory completely out of the water. So
0: there you go. Yeah. Um, so you know we're looking forward to it. Um, again, we're here at Sugarland Baptist Church. You can always uh, join us here, uh, Room Two Thirty, uh, at eleven oh five for our Sunday uh, session here. Um, Other than that, Mike, why don't you pray us out, and uh, we're going to say goodnight.
2: All right, folks, you have a great week. Thank you for joining us. And uh, as Bill always says, of course, if if you are in a church somewhere uh, and you want to, um, I guess, experiment, start a men's class if your church doesn't have a men's class. Uh, It's one of the reasons I'm attending here, and all of us just thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, Okay, let's pray, folks. Thank you so much, Lord, for this time together. Thank you for a chance to share your word and look at it as we see it in our lives and try to present it in a way that will honor you and glorify you and honor Jesus. And uh, go with everybody this week. Thank you for the people joining in. Bless their lives. Uh, Give us all servants' hearts to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.